This is the Super Sports Schools Podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Steak Ranchers. One, two, three, go! Hello and welcome to another episode of the Super Sports Schools Podcast brought to you by Spur. I'm Alex White and this week we're in KwaZulu-Natal at Peter Maritzburg Girls High School to talk about basketball. Now basketball is one of South Africa's smallest sports, but it has a massive potential for growth. And nowhere has there been more growth than here at Peter Maritzburg Girls High School. Today, I'm going to talk to the person responsible for that growth and the namesake of the biggest girls basketball tournament in South Africa, Val Fowler. Hello, I'm Val Fowler. I'm a retired basketball coach, teacher. Um, you know, basketball was my passion as a sport. I did coach many other sports and I always played other sports, but ultimately my energy finally went into basketball. Where did that all begin, that journey in basketball? For those who don't know, you've had an incredible journey in basketball, culminating in a long stint here at Peter Maritzburg Girls High School. But where did the story begin? But I was always keen on sport, and my, I suppose my most successful sport had been netball, and we had never heard of basketball. And I went to Rhodes and played netball for the first couple of years, and then tried to persuade a friend in Rez to come and play netball because she played basketball. So she said, will you come to basketball and I'll come to netball. So we did that. And that was in 1973. And so for years I played for Natal Midlands and I coached. Uh, because in, yeah, in 1982 I moved to Girls High and then I coached the first team from 1982 till 2015. Wow. <laughs> so I don't think in, in, in this country, it's probably going to be quite a tough job to find someone who's coached the basketball first team for longer than that. I, I know we've got some serious archives with uh, Hannes Nienaber, who we've had on the show before. He's pretty much the encyclopedia of South African school sport. We'll have to check that. But I'm I'm quite confident in saying if there are any... It's very few. So, yes, we we built up a great, um, I think, tradition of basketball here. And talk to me a bit about that tradition, because I think traditionally, in a lot of schools in South Africa, boys and girls, basketball isn't really a major sport. It now might be something that's changing with the involvement um, from people like you over many years who's changing that basketball is becoming a more, much more popular sport. Here you were telling me earlier that you had about 16 teams while you were involved, which is a huge number of teams, for, especially for basketball. What did, what did it take to create that momentum, to get people involved in basketball and to change it from what I imagine was very few teams at the start to getting up to 16 and now where we are sitting, having three basketball courts just inside this incredible center? Yes, I think we were fortunate here because there were a few of us in the sports office who were committed sports women ourselves. Um, and in the early days, you did everything. You didn't have a lot of outside coaches, so you relied on staff. Otherwise, you coached everything yourselves. So we all did 
the hockey and the netball and the tennis and the basketball, and the swimming, athletics, everything. And um, obviously, the people who were the best in the field coached at the highest level, but everyone learned from everyone else. So we had a great tradition of sport. And one thing I firmly believe, um, I never made girls choose a sport. I think it's so important to play every sport you can because you never know which one you'll actually be great at. And it's only when you're older or maybe you reach a South African team that you, you have to choose. I mean, most of my top players would have been in at least two or three other first teams. I think the difficult thing is we still don't really have more than one generation of people that have played basketball. So even today, girls come to school and their parents have never played basketball. So it's that sort of long um, passage of trying to introduce people to a new sport. We might think it's old because we've been involved for a long time, but actually it's still a very young sport. Any tricks that you had to when a new grade would come in the grade eights and you'd have to spot now who, who you thought was going to be a good basketballer to maybe give some, some extra attention to? Well, I mean, no one would probably believe it because we'd have over 240 grade eights, but we would have three classes at a time and I'd get two other people to work with me and we'd literally do absolute basics, but looking for potential. And then they would be ranked one, two or three. And then we would seat the whole grade. And at the end of it, we would probably have about 60 who were number ones and about another 40 who were, you knew that they possibly could become basketball players. And the others, you would, you know, you would happily have them and encourage them to go to beginners basketball. But if they chose something else, that was fine. And so from that first lot of 60 or 80, we would put them in teams so that they could practice and play matches um, and treat the under 14 or the grade 8 year as a real beginner year. So even if girls had said they played before, they didn't necessarily get to the top. Lots of girls started in like an under 14C team and ended up in the first team and provincial players. We've been talking throughout Women's Month about the different sports that we've had on the show. We've spoken a bit about netball, particularly about hockey, and about how many of these sports in South Africa, some of them for both men and women, but many of them just for women, are not regarded as professional sports. They're still amateur, players have to pay for themselves, that sort of thing. To see basketball really take off in South Africa, what do you think still needs to, to be done? And that can be from a grassroots level at schools across the country, because obviously not every school is like here at Peter Maritzburg Girls. You've got an incredible program that's been set up. There are, like I said, three basketball courts just where we're sitting right now. You clearly got something right. Rest of the schools around South Africa, what, what do you think it takes to get girls into basketball and enjoying basketball and staying in basketball and then trickling that through to the higher levels and one day professional? Yes, I think basketball is still very much a Cinderella sport. Um, you know, I say we've picked SA school sites and that, but they've never been anywhere or done anything. And 
I think over time, it's got, well, there's been even less opportunity. There have been different organizations that have said they're running school sport or national sport, um, but nothing's ever been consistent. So, like I had one child who was one of my absolute stars, and the five years she was here, she was never in an age group where any national team was selected. So even though she was probably our best player, when she was in matric, they did pick an under-17 team, but she was under-18. Some years they pick an under-15 team. You know, so it's never been consistent, and there's been very little opportunity. Um, a couple of players have had the chance of going to an under uh, in Africa under 18 or under 19 or under 21 tournament, but it's not something that they can aspire to because it happens so infrequently. And when I retired, I wrote a whole paper that I sent to government, and I've never yet got a reply, but I, would, I wrote how they could easily establish centres of excellence in every township and have all the schools around, having use of facilities. So it would be soccer and basketball and netball. But it's possible. It really is. I think one of the themes of what, you, what you've been saying is that despite you being so focused on basketball, you really appreciate the benefit of having multiple sports. And I think just to talk about this, the centre, it's incredible that I haven't counted, but there are quite a few different courts we've got badminton that's right these white lines that you're sitting on at the moment there's indoor hockey three basketball courts there's a netball court i don't know if i'm missing anything but there's volleyball the black lines of volleyball, volleyball as well yeah. so that's really showing that it's a focus on multiple sports and you talk about these centers of excellence as well where it could be having multiple sports so so maybe talk a little bit more about I guess the benefits for, for girls at, at school, the holistic approach that you have by including sport and focusing so heavily on sport while also obviously having academics, etc. Um, and maybe also with your, with your time here as principal, you get quite a good insight into the benefit that it really does have on, on girls at school. Um, and because we, we, we know the, the, the statistics show that at schools, girls tend to drop out of sports at a much higher rate than boys. So what are the benefits and, and why do you think it's so important for girls to be playing sport at school? I actually think every child wants to belong to something. I used to say to the staff, don't think they come to school for the academics. They come to be in the under-14C team that afternoon or to be in the choir or because they're in the environmental society or something. I mean, we had a wide range of opportunities, about 20 societies about 16 sports, um, and a lot of opportunities of service. So basically, I always think my philosophy has been um, leadership and service, and one was able to do it a lot through sport. Um, and nothing was really forced on people, and I think that was the, the great joy. You know, you can you know that girls want to come to practice. It's not an effort. Um, 
but do you have to make sure that you give as much attention to the lower teams as you do to the top teams? Otherwise, it's not really fair. Not everyone can perform at the same level, um, but you, you need to give them the opportunity. Talking about that opportunity, you obviously were involved in starting, I think you mentioned 1991, the, 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 the tournament. Tell us a little bit about the tournament. It's now obviously named after yourself and it's, I think, one of the, the biggest basketball tournaments we have on Supersport School. So just to give some insight into that and how it came about and, and why it came about. Well, when you work hard at something, you also want to be the best. So... Um we started the tournament in 1991, and um, we did win it that year, but we didn't win it the next year. Um, and so that was good because you realized it wasn't always going to be easy. Um, but having looked at the trophy… Um, have, have you done a count? I did beforehand. <laughs> And actually, the 1992 was missing. And, wow, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> and when I went through old papers, I found that Danville had won it in 1992, so they can add that to the trophy. Then in the next 20 years or so, Pretoria Girls High, or Pretoria High School for Girls, they're called, they won it twice, and, so, and Pinetown won it once. So while I was the coach... For 25 years, we won it 21 times. So That's dominance. Dominance of the highest order right there. That's amazing. And I can see it's a game that you're so passionate about. And obviously, to put that much time and that many years into it, it has to be one that you, you love. So if, if you had a message to young girls to get into the sport, what would that message be? I think one thing about basketball is it requires... Lots of skill, but it's a game that everybody can play. You know, we, we think of tall people playing. And yes, you need tall people in your team. But you can have stunning ball handlers, outstanding defenders. And so it's how you balance your team, whether you can um, develop a winning team. Um, so, and that's why I like people to play all sports, because you learn different things from different sports. Um, yeah, great for fitness, hand-eye coordination, and the fact that everybody can score a basket is, I think, one of the draw cards. Um, every sport has its, its strengths, um, but the excitement for players when they score a basket, you'd think they'd won an Olympic gold. Spur back bacon is like having fillet for breakfast. Because back bacon has more meat and less fat. And we grill that back bacon at 350 degrees. Then serve it with two large eggs, golden chips, grilled tomato, toast and jam. And at only $49.90 for our unreal breakfast. Why not bring the whole family? Spur. People with a taste for life. T's and C's apply. I think we've seen with super sports schools and uh, quite a few sports, specifically those sports that might not be as majorly played and followed as ones like rugby or hockey. We see quite a lot of benefits. There are obviously benefits across the ball, but I think um, across the board rather, but I think with smaller sports, it's even more so because you're getting exposure that there was almost absolutely none of before. 
and people are able to see these sports that they might not have seen before. They're able to watch friends play, uh, family play. And you as a player, as a coach, you're able to watch, to analyze, to improve. And that's important in a sport that's growing and in a relatively young phase compared to other sports in the country. So some of those benefits for you um, and at this school? Yes, I think that's a great thing. I mean, one of my favorite parts of coaching was to um, analyze other teams and look at statistics and that. But we had to do all of that ourselves. So when you went to a tournament, um, all teams were unknown quantities. You had never seen them before. And so you would have to watch their matches before you played them to work out who was who and, and how you were going to deal with it. Now with the luxury of you know, the games being recorded, I think it'll enable coaches to do um, planning beforehand, having watched teams because they might have been at other tournaments and might have been on show. And so it will, it will aid in a strategic way to how people coach their teams. You've had a, a long career, which you've spoken about, and it's been an incredible one. I'm just wondering, in that career, obviously it's, it's difficult to find and single out individual memorable moments or highlights, but maybe if there's a story you always like to tell or if there is a highlight somewhere in there that was particularly special, something that was quite memorable, is there anything lurking? When I looked back at some of the newspaper articles and I saw that, um, and, I, and I'm actually not sure what year, but I think it might have been 1984, when I was selected to coach the South African women's team and we played against um, Portugal, which was the only time in my 30 odd years that um, a team came to South Africa to play us. Um, And the nice thing there was that a couple of the girls I had coached were in that team. And then you think, wow, this is what it's all about because in whatever you do at school, um, school is a time for growing and it's what you do with your life after school. And so whether it's in sport or whichever career the girls are following, um, when you hear of their input and successes after school, you think, well, that is fantastic. Um, they learned something from what we were able to give them. Um, so it's what people do with their lives. And then in 1992, um, it was the first year that I know of that the women went to the Africa Championships and I went um, as the assistant coach to Senegal. And that was an eye-opener to realize the standard of play throughout Africa, that we were a long way behind. We had lots to learn. Um, There have been... I think opportunities since then for girls to play at top level, but it's not consistent. And so the best, you might have the best players in the country, but they miss the chance of national selection because when they're at the top, there isn't a team because there doesn't seem to be a great structure um, running basketball yet, which is unfortunate. So for you, to be more consistent and then also for schools around the country to recognize that basketball is a sport that should be offered and should have focus put on it. 
I think just to end off, we've been before we get to the fun part of the interview and and do do the quiz. Excited to see how you do with that. But um, for for girls sports in general, anything that you you want to add? We've been talking just about girls sport this whole women's month, and it's been an incredible journey through netball and hockey and football, and now with basketball. What do you think the impact has been just for girls sports in general? We've had the Cricket World Cup in South Africa this year. Uh, where the Protea women came second. Uh, we've had Banyana Banyana doing so well in Australia and New Zealand in the FIFA World Cup. And then we've obviously had the netball in Cape Town where the Protea ladies drew to New Zealand in what was an incredible game. So across the board, women's sport in South Africa is on the rise. And as someone who's been involved in girls sport for so long, what, what does that mean for you? I think it's exciting to see that women are now having a chance. I think the tough thing is that women have always believed that they could get to the top, um, but there haven't been the opportunities. And now the country is recognizing that women actually have a role to play. And it's so difficult because none of us will ever deny the fact that there are men can do a million things better than we can because they are stronger, taller, more athletic. They're built totally differently. But it doesn't mean that women can't excel with the bodies that they have. And so I think I've been amazed watching the, um, the Women's World Cup football at the skill and finesse of those women. Um, but I know that if you put the men against the women. I mean, we don't have a chance. But women aren't trying to be better. They're just trying to be the best women that they can be. So I think the fact that South Africa has excelled, well, I think they've excelled in this last year or so, there are so many more role models for the young girls to model themselves on and see that they can do it. Um, And so I would love basketball to be up there with the rest of them. And hopefully that's something that will happen sooner rather than later. But uh, thank you for that. And thanks so much. If Just before we get to the quiz, if there's anything else you'd like to add? No, I just, my journey has been amazing. And I think one thing I've said to people is, you know, you don't set out thinking you're going to make any difference. But if you just love what you do, suddenly the years have gone by and you can look back and think, that was fantastic that there are so many girls that have benefited from this sport. So I'm very grateful. And now there's a tournament named after you as well. <laughs> yes. Well, that's the horrific part. <laughs> but we live with that. Oh, okay. Awesome. Uh, we're going to do the quiz now. The way the quiz works is you get 60 seconds. Answer as many questions correctly as you can in those 60 seconds. If you don't know an answer, just say pass rather than getting stuck on the question. And for the last episode that we're doing in this series for Women's Month, once again, all the questions are going to be uh, on women's and girls' sports specifically, and quite a few of them are going to be on basketball as well, considering the chat we've had today. So it's good that we've got a little basketball next to us and sitting on a basketball court. What better luck could you need? Well, I'll need a lot of luck. (laughs) Are you ready to play the Super Sports Schools podcast quiz? (laughs) All right, then your time starts Now, who won the 2023 Netball World Cup hosted in Cape Town? 
Australia. Correct. What size is a regulation women's basketball? Size five, six, or seven? The smaller one. It's size six. True or false? Super sports schools generally streams well over a thousand matches a week across different sports. True. Correct. Who were the 2023 Fair Tree Super 12 champions? No idea. Unisi. Who won the 2022 WNBA final? I don't know. Las Vegas ace. True or false? In football, you can score a goal directly from a throw-in? No. Correct. Who won the 2022 FIBA Women's World Cup? I don't know. Uh, USA. Who won the interschools netball between Paul Girls High and La Rochelle? Paul. Correct. In South Africa's BNL, which province are the mountaineers from? Um, North Gauteng. Western Cape. Who is the leading WNBA point scorer of all time? Michael, uh, NBA. WNBA. Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, Diana Tarasi. I've got four. So not zero, as you were worried about. <laughs> much better than zero that you were worried about. Uh, but there we go. Thank you so much for taking part in the Super Sports Schools podcast quiz. Thanks so much for being here. And I just think it's so cool to hear about your journey, what you've done. It's really an inspiring story. And I really hope that basketball continues to grow. I, I think it's going to. There's a lot more interest, social media. There's a lot of basketball, especially in South Africa, where we might not have seen that much content around basketball before. And with Super Sports Schools, there's just going to be more and more exposure. But, well, you've got an incredible story to tell. Thanks so much for spending some time with us. And I look forward to seeing you involved even more in basketball outside of school now. Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's an honor to be interviewed today. And um, I just hope that girls do take every opportunity that's offered to them and that schools such as Peter Maritzburg Girls High flourish in the future. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Supersport Schools podcast brought to you by Spur. Remember, you can catch a new episode of the Supersport Schools podcast every Wednesday at 7 on DSTV channel 216. And then immediately afterwards, you can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts and you can also stream it on YouTube. We want to get in touch with you on social media as well. Supersport Schools is on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. Find us there. Let us know what you thought of the episode and I'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for watching or listening. Bye-bye. This has been the Super Sports Schools podcast, bringing you stories of our future stars powered by Spurs Take Ranchers. And now the podcast from Joy of Media Day.